0: Good morning.
1: You're just in time.
0: Welcome to the St. Gabriel Cafe, your sacred space to sip on today's local blend of faithful encouragement.
1: Let's start our day together.
0: Good morning, friends. Come on in, pull up a chair. I'm Dave Orsborn.
1: And I'm Amanda Miller, and we are thrilled to have you here with us in the St. Gabriel Cafe, our live and local morning show.
0: Cam Clutter's our bro, Sto and in just a few minutes father ty thompson the pastor of st bernadette in lancaster st joseph in sugar grove as well as a teacher and chaplain at fisher catholic will be here with us in the cafe to reflect on today's gospel then at about 8:15 our friends shane bednarck and jaden ramias will join us to talk about influences and influencers Good morning, Amanda.
1: <laughs> Good morning, Dave. Shall we start with a prayer? How about it? In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we praise you and we thank you for the, another week. We thank you for this new day and we thank you for the sunshine. We thank you for all the ways that you are working intimately in our lives. And Lord, we ask for the graces to be attentive to, to that work that you're doing and that we'd be we would partner with you in that. We ask for the grace to allow ourselves to be loved, not only by you, but by those you have put in our lives as well. And Lord, as we have our conversation today, we ask that you spark those, those things that each of us need to be attentive to in how we are influenced, how we're influencing. Lord, help us to just follow you more and more and love you more and more. We offer these prayers and all of our intentions through the intercession of Mary. In the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Saturday.
1: Yeah. How was your weekend, Dave?
0: It was so good. So good.
1: Were there so many men there?
0: There were probably, I think, around 2,500.
1: Okay. Yeah. It was
0: a strange morning because I woke up at my usual weekday time and, uh, Looked out the door and there was just a, a little bit of snow out there, but you know, quiet, not much happening. So, I was able to do my my morning routine and and uh, you know, just head out the door. By the time I walked out my door, there's squalls and the wind is blowing and it's starting to stick to the pavement. Yeah. So it was a uh, yeah, it was a little hairy uh, getting from Westerville to the Expo Center, but like you know, men's yeah, snow yeah. slow. Snow and steady, slow and steady uh getting there, so it was a little quieter um filling in a little slower, you know filling in into the expo center, but sure. we went on there at seven fifteen and and the guys trickled in, and it was just a grace filled day it Good. was it was amazing, great speakers, wonderful fellowship um thank you to all the guys that stopped by both the broadcast area as well as the booth to say hi it's a met some new friends excellent. and listeners to the cafe, so thank you everyone. It's excellent. How was your weekend?
1: Uh, quite well. I just had the opportunity to have time with friends, and so filled my time with that, and it was good community time, so feeling blessed about that. Amen. Yeah.
0: Well, we have Father Ty Thompson with us this morning. Good morning, Father Thompson. Good morning, everybody, how are we doing? Good morning. Fantastic, how are you?
2: ready to Al- take on the day, the week, the second week of Lent.
0: Yeah, and you are the pastor, of course, of St. Bernadette in Lancaster, St. Joseph in Sugar Grove, and then to fill in your free time, you're also teaching and chaplain at Fisher Catholic.
2: Yeah, it keeps us off the streets and out of trouble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's take a look at today's Gospel reading, Father. It's uh, Luke chapter 6, verses 36 to 38. May I read it? Yeah. Jesus said to his disciples, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will, in return, be measured out to you. Will you be preaching uh, here at, uh, well, celebrating Mass in just a few minutes, right, Father?
2: Yes, momentarily, really. We start at 820, in your honor, there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... Unpack this for us. What's the Lord saying to us this you know, morning?
2: You know, I, I, just as you were reading it, there I got a little uh, image that I had never thought of before in this uh, gospel of, of little kids when uh, they're playing, and then it takes a turn, and one you know hits one another, and then without thinking, just hits back, you know. And that's what happens in then in the simplest, earliest forms where we. We just lash right back out, kind in kind. But then the opposite can happen, too, where you know, a kid shares some food, and then it invites that return of, here, sharing back. And uh, my, my plan to uh, share with people this morning was kind of along the lines that when we either sin or uh, have some act of virtue, it's its own punishment and its own reward, you know, when, when, you, when you judge, it makes you a judger, and it's always rough for the person who's receiving the judgment, but uh, it's rough for you, too, and we don't, we don't always think that uh, those consequences that come back to us, and, and the same thing then, uh, again, when we, we have an act of love, an act of forgiveness it makes us a forgiver it makes us ultimately like the Lord and it doesn't take too much to think like, what's the Lord like well that's a, a huge revolutionary notion in uh, our Christian faith to be like God uh, the pagan religions don't have that you know uh, it's, it's, it's God is not the gods are not worth imitating the, the crazy mm. Gods our Lord is uh, eminently so, and, and uh, we're commanded to be like Him, uh, and let Him do the proper uh, uh, judging, loving, all, oh, and that, 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 that giving, right? The good measure packed together, shaken down, overflowing. What if we build a whole society on that? Uh, you know, all of our family relationships, all of our individual, with our parish communities... What if we built that all together uh, so that it was an imitation of the Lord? An incredible idea.
0: Father Ty Thompson on the phone with us here in the cafe. We're reflecting on Luke chapter 6, verses 36 to 38. I, I just love that sequence there. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing Will be poured into your lap. What a visual, yeah. huh?
2: <laughs> and, the, I mean, the t- lap—that intimate kind of the place close to us where we hold kids, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, close to the heart, right? Um, and safe, and and that's where the, the Lord's mercy comes in that super abundant, overflowing kind of way, uh, right to the depths of the soul. Because that's, that's uh, the other. Uh, revolutionary notion in Christianity, uh, and a Catholic Christianity particularly, that when, when we're forgiven, it doesn't just cover over our sins or you know, externally take them away or their punishment, but uh, that, that
0: sinful
2: character that's been imputed to us um, is converted, it's changed, uh, transformed from within. Uh, again, when, when uh, talking to people uh just draw uh, to draw them with that idea. You get to be changed. You can be truly you don't have to be the sinner, the judger, whatever. Fill in your everybody's got our blank, you know?
0: When when you um offer spiritual direction or, or counseling to folks how often is um I mean, your insights into the human condition uh, based on our uh, difficulty in being merciful to ourselves Mm. and and, and forgiving Mm -hmm. ourselves. And not not starting there, it makes it so difficult to to be merciful or or forgiving towards others.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like to take people back. And first, we have a, a big struggle recognizing sometimes how, uh, sin, we you know, it, it separates us from God, of course, and we can see how it hurts our relationship with other people, though that can be tricky with certain sins. Let's see how it's not hurting anybody but me, you know. But don't worry about that. It's hurting you. It separates us from ourselves mysteriously. But then also um, the force of reconciliation, it restores us to relationship with God, helps us in our relationships with one another, and even that weird internal relationship so to speak with ourselves, and that that doesn't get appreciated enough that that's that's the grace of god and, and if you let that in that that will happen. we're gonna have uh, that peace serenity return to the soul
1: mm. Father, in light of uh, just some of the themes that we're talking about this morning, do you have a practical for us in this next week that we're um, living out our Lenten practices and meditating on just what the Lord is calling us to in this Lenten season.
2: Sure, that that ending of the the passage that we have today um, shows us that we can be super abundant like God. Where you think, oh, I've I've checked my box and done my little thing um, to to help this person be nice, to, to my little act of charity, my little Lenten alms giving thing. How about be have a, double down on it. Add an extra zero to the check. Mm. Uh, um, you've you've gone this far with with uh, what you've done in in Lent. Take it the the next step to and, and really envision that whatever it is for your penance for your almsgiving, to to be an imitation of the Lord's superabundance.
1: Uh. Mm. So whatever it is, packed down, uh, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing.
2: <laughs> Amen.
0: Father Ty Thompson, thanks so much for starting the day with us, Father.
2: Hey, it's always great to talk to you all.
0: Could we have your blessing? Yes, let's pray
2: through the intercession of Mary, the immaculately conceived Virgin Mother of God, St. Joseph, her most holy spouse, all of our guardian angels, patron saints, especially St. Saint Gabriel, and Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Father Ty Thompson, go get him, Father.
2: All right, thanks.
0: <laughs> thanks, thanks Father. Talk to you soon. That was Father Ty Thompson from Lancaster. Coming up in just a couple minutes, Shane Bednarik, Jaden Ramias. Here in the cafe, we'll talk about influences and influencers. Stay with us. Adorable face of my Jesus, my only love, My light and my life, grant that I may know, love, and serve Thee alone, and that I may live with Thee, of Thee, by Thee, and for Thee. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer Thee the adorable face of Thy beloved Son for the honor and glory of Thy name, for the conversion of sinners, and for the salvation of the dying. Amen. O Divine Jesus, Through thy face and thy name, save us. Our hope is in the virtue of thy holy name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and
3: of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you have a minute for lasting happiness? Living virtuously is the way to freedom, happiness, and holiness. To grow in virtue, we must learn about it, practice it, and persevere in it. This is what the saints have achieved with excellence. An excellent example of the virtue of moderation is seen in Blessed John Henry Newman. He lived moderation heroically by maintaining a balance in his life amidst great demands for his talent. Newman was an Anglican priest whose gift for study led him to realize that the Catholic Church held the fullness of the faith. He converted and became a priest. He balanced prayer, friendships, and study with moderation despite requests for his time. Let us ask John Henry Newman to pray for us, that we may grow in moderation. Educate yourself in virtue. Learn more at educationinvirtue.com.
4: I'm Lori Crock and this is a Holy and Healthy Minute. In Pope Francis' Apostolic Exhortation on the call to holiness in today's world, he states, closed spaces grow musty and unhealthy meaning that when we are truly filled with the Spirit of God, we don't want to keep it to ourselves. We desire to go out and share the gospel with others. We know that in our busy lives, it's tempting to stay focused on our needs and on our affairs, but truly we are called to be the light of Christ. A city set on a mountain cannot be hidden. One of my favorite moments in Scripture is in Luke chapter 5, when the men lowered the paralytic from the rooftop so he could encounter Jesus. It's a beautiful act of love and an outward sign of their belief that Jesus would respond. Do we have the same faith and trust? Do we go out and share our faith with others? Let us pray. Holy Spirit, help us to live the gospel message and to boldly proclaim the truth to others. Amen.
1: Welcome back, friends, to the St. Gabriel Cafe. I'm Amanda Miller.
0: I'm Dave Orsborn, and we welcome in our friends Shane Benarek and Jaden Ramirez. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Jaden, we haven't met you before. Tell us about yourself. So, my name is Jaden.
5: I recently moved to Columbus. Well, not recently. I moved to Columbus around four years ago during COVID, uh, during 2020. Uh, and I had like a kind of crazy story um, because I was born and raised in Virginia Beach, and I didn't, I didn't ever think I was going to move to Ohio um, because I'm not going to lie, I don't know why you <laughs> would. <laughs> um, but I, I came over. I live. I mean, I live 15 minutes from the beach, but I came to Ohio because of this place called Damascus. Uh, it's a lay apostolate in Centerburg, Ohio, and it um, serves young adults and um, youth. Mm-hmm. And I I just became a full-time missionary there uh, during 2020, and my life changed. And um, my wife and I, uh, we've been married for around nine months now, but uh, we moved to Ohio as a dating couple, an engaged couple, and now as a married couple, mm-hmm. um, but it It's so crazy because um, we came to Ohio because we knew that the the Lord was moving in this place and and that God knew that, you know, in Virginia, because we're both from Virginia, um, that where we were at um, really wasn't a place of growth um, where the Lord was at. um, But we followed Him to Ohio through promptings and signs of the Holy Spirit. And now we're here, so... I've been here for four years.
0: Did you both come here to be missionaries at Damascus?
5: Yeah, that's yeah. We both came. Uh, she went to Damascus in 2019, and then I came in 2020. The only reason why I came is because she came back to college a completely changed woman.
0: So, mm. how how did you find out about Damascus?
5: Yeah, so Lexi, uh, my wife, she went to this conference called Seek mm-hmm. Seek 2019. Uh, it's a Catholic Young Adult Conference um, for college students and she saw Damascus at a booth uh, and she just fell in love with um, what Damascus was all about because the first person to encounter her asked, didn't ask like, do you want to join our program? Do you want to do X, Y, and Z? They just asked, what's God doing in your heart? And that's what really hooked her because she's never really been asked like something like that in i would say like like in her life when like looking for something it's it's usually what can i get from you but uh someone just asked her like what's going on and like what god what is god doing in your heart and uh she found out about damascus then and c 2019 was um in indianapolis and um she found out about damascus she decided to go on this crazy adventure to ohio and i decided to stay in virginia because i'm not going to wor- work at no ranky dank catholic camp <laughs> and uh she she was there and she had the best summer ever whereas i was trying to get an internship in college and i absolutely failed and I I worked as a parking lot attendant, and it was just not good. If you're a parking lot attendant out there, I'm sorry. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was working in the sun, getting paid $10 an hour, and it was just, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, And she came back, and she's completely changed, and I was like, okay, so that's what happens when you try to follow your own plan instead of God's. And I was like, I'm not going to let that happen next summer, and... I came to Damascus next summer, and then a whole lot of, whole lot of things happened. <laughs>
0: Outstanding. And Shane, how long have you been at Damascus now?
6: The same amount of time as Jaden.
0: So you showed up around the same time?
6: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. Wow. And Jaden, you're out on your own now? Yeah. So yeah. Shane has doing?
5: been at Damascus a little bit longer oh, than me yeah, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like two months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you doing now? Yeah, right now I am starting my own, um, I don't even know what to call it because I'm just like in the first month and a half of trailblazing it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would say that it's, it's a mission. Um, I'm building like a personal brand slash mission of allowing, like my, my entire mission statement is to allow young adults and just Catholics in general, um, and give them permission to live the adventure of the catholic faith that's that's what i'm doing right now um and how i'm doing that is i'm using social media um to grow that mission and expand that to as far as i i can get it um but the whole entire reason why i'm doing what i'm doing is because i know that the catholic church needs this um because in it was it was 13 years ago in november 13 years ago in november that the bishops of america met um and they met about the internet they met about social media and they said this they said that the that if the catholic church is not on mobile devices then it does not exist because what they were saying is that we do not need to change the teachings. the The Catholic Church doesn't need to change its teachings, but it needs to be delivered in a new way. Because there's a there's a growing generation. There's an upcoming generation that's that's coming after us that does not relate to the generations that have already came, and um, that's my heart for the mission. Because I know that. There's so many young adults that that go to church. there's so many high schoolers that go to church, and they're like, "How am I supposed to do this if I don't see a mile marker ahead of me doing this mm. and what's the what's the easiest way for them to see a mile marker ahead of them? It's, it's social media because uh as I've been on this journey for a month and a half i've um I've seen that. I've inspired people that I've never even met. Um, I've I've had conversations with people that I've, I'm just friends on social media and it's kind of crazy because these people are saying like very like sincere and intense things. Um, but it's like all about my faith. And that is something that I've just been so blessed to do because my faith is everything. And if others can see that there's uh a man that's not far off from them that's not too older than them uh that's living out their catholic faith going all in totus two is being totally gods um i, I believe that like my life can be a testimony for others to be like if that guy could do it i for sure can do this mm.
0: so jaden Ramirez and shane Bednark here in the cafe this morning We're, it's a nice lead in to just the whole topic of influence and influencers. We're all going to, I mean, we're all influenced, right. Um, by so many aspects of, of, of the culture I mean, you know, on, on social media, away from social media, politics, um, just the media it, it itself is going to have an impact on our lives for good or bad gentlemen what and and amanda also (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you um what what's the landscape look like Mm. so so we say that we're using all the platforms to to share the gospel Mm. what's the landscape look like just in general and I mean, I guess where, where where does the gospel fit into this? How can it be used effectively mm. without just being more noise or contributing mm. just uh, more noise?
6: I think a part of it is just not holding back. Like there is an aspect of like, okay, you do have to, like in scripture, it says like you have to give someone milk before you give them solid foods. Mm, But the thing is like, if you're only giving milk, they're never ever going to continue to grow. They're just going to continue and sit and be stagnant. Mm -hmm. But when you start to introduce, I'm going to call it the bite of the gospel, Mm. like you're going to show them, oh shoot, like clarity. I like, my life sucks. My life is screwed up. I need to like correct it. Um, and so if we have these people, like what Jaden's trying to do of like giving them an avenue Mm -hmm. of like, okay, you can like choose this path instead. It's the better part. Um, it's following the Lord and you're showing them you don't have to be stuck in whatever you're in. It's a way out. It's an option.
0: What influence, who who are the influencers in, in your life? Now I'm just not talking, um, uh in in the faith but growing up to this day who's had the biggest influence on you
6: i mean for better or for worse my parents yeah um sometimes it feels like the for worse part yeah but like my dad tried to like show me how to be catholic but wasn't strong about it and so it ended up putting me on a path of like no, I'm going to make the faith my own once Mm -hmm. I like entered high school and like actually was invited into it by a friend. Um, And then just like all of the different like struggles and issues, but even like the joys and celebrations from my parents, it's like, great. I am a combination of my two parents, but I'm still my own self.
5: Yeah, I would say the same thing too. I would say that if you ask that question to any young adult or high schooler, they would definitely say their parents. And uh, it's so funny because, you know, I remember when I was 14 years old and it was like career day and I had to go to my guidance counselor and tell him my lifelong plan of what I plan to do. And and my dad's like, oh, okay, I got to ask it. I have to ask my son, what is he going to do with this life? and i remember i remember my dad asked me he's like so what are you gonna say and uh, i said to my dad i want to do two things i want to be a motivational speaker and a youtuber (laughs) and
1: how'd that go over
5: and he he looked at me and he said son think of something practical (laughs) (laughs) so some background here is like my parents um my parents uh, grew up in the states, but their parents, my grandparents, were immigrants from the Philippines. So they came to the U.S. Um, like knowing that there's this American dream that they had to live out. Um, and it was not until I, you know, was in college and was at Damascus that I learned that this American dream that they were pressing onto my life, it it was a dream that I wasn't actually supposed to live out. Because that's not for me. That's what society is telling me to live. That's what my parents, unfortunately, are telling me to live. The dream that I'm called to live is God's dream. And there's this quote um, that that just resonates with me so much. And it it talks about dreamers. And it says that if you don't have dreams, society will tell you what your dreams are. Hmm. And you'll start to believe in them. So you're starting to buy in and believe in a dream that you didn't even come up with, but society is telling you to believe in that. And so my my parents and my my grandparents had they like posed this unbearable pressure on my life uh, to be who they want me to be, and that was one of the biggest and greatest influences on my life until I realized that that God is bigger that god is bigger than their influence on my life that god god's dreams are bigger than what their dreams are uh and that's something that just really moved me because i was like you know ever since i was little it's like your parents always say like listen to me like honor me especially like i'm my, my my family's asian and it's like that's like a huge thing and like like our family is like honor and respect and like do what i say um and it was just so hard to go against that. It was so hard to fight that. But then I was like, wait a minute. I'm trying to listen to God. And they, and they raised me in my Catholic faith. I've got something behind this. And I like I have I can tell them no, I'm listening to God because you know what? It's your fault that you raised me Catholic. <laughs> and so I'ma listen to God if you tell me not to. And I'm like I'm so that was like my whole entire thing. I'm like, yeah, God, God's word above all, because guess what? You raised me Catholic and I'm proud to be Catholic and I'm I'm proud to follow the relationship that I have with Jesus and make it priority.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: I have a a somewhat similar story, I suppose, in that I went to Franciscan University originally for business because I had this whole business plan that I wanted to do, Um, which my parents totally supported me in, right? And very excited that I was going to a Catholic university. Excuse me. And um, there came a part that my heart started to shift and Mm. change because business every every semester, or every every moment was getting like not as exciting as all my friends who were talking about philosophy and theology. And the Lord was really doing a change in my life. and I remember calling my dad and being mm. like, I think I need to switch my major to philosophy. yeah He's like, what are you going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was this moment of like, yeah practically, I have no idea what mm-hmm. I'm going to do with that yeah. because I didn't really... Yet- at the time want to be a teacher or a lawyer or some of the other things that philosophy filters into and this idea of success right, or being productive was Mm -hmm. very much this influencing factor in my life Mm -hmm. and yet I had to let that all go to follow what the Lord was calling me to and ultimately looking back at it, it was one of the greatest decisions of my life because... I look back at my time at Franciscan. and it's like, okay, Lord, maybe you didn't use this as a career path, mm-hmm. but you used it to mold me as yes. a person, to mold me into a Christian. Yes. Um, and that is so much more successful yes. in a sense than, mm-hmm. than any other practical thing that I could have picked to do. Mm, yeah. And so he used that to really bring me into the person he's molding me into.
0: Mm-hmm. Shane Bednarik, uh Jaden, Remus here in the cafe with us this morning. Now you guys all grew up very much with the internet and were there, you know, social media. Just <laughs>
4: <laughs> you're
1: saying you didn't. Date? I'm,
0: saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Are you dating yourself? I mean, but I found. I mean, there were other ways to escape, and and, and that's yeah. Where when you guys jumped into the whole internet and social media was it as an escape or were you looking for Mm. um a reality Mm. that kind of supported your worldview or that you you come into it with a worldview and you wanted to surround yourself with that community or was it as an escape from the realities that you were living you see the distinction there Yeah,
1: actually that's a great question dave because um i grew up when like MySpace and Facebook was becoming a thing. And for anyone who maybe knows even before that was ZigZanga. So this was like, this was all coming into play. Yeah, we right? had
0: America online. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: know, I knew that would get... Over
1: my head. Big, oh yeah, right on.
0: All right, go on. <laughs>
1: um, uh, and so at first it, it was very much, wow, this is like you can create your own mm-hmm. web page so that you can kind of be creative and Mm -hmm. um, show things that you like and then other people can come and like them and you can have this space where you're meeting your friends and you're sharing things about your life. It was actually pretty communal and pretty, uh, and more of like a creative um, way to express yourself. And that's changed a lot, um, really, even in this amount of time where that started and to this point because now it has really very much become a crutch in which we can just doom scroll or check out Mm
0: -hmm. doom scroll
1: yeah you you know doom scroll you know you just scrolling and scrolling and Mm -hmm. one content after the other and yeah you can spend hours that way yeah
6: yeah and and i feel like one of the shifts here is like this shift of like presenting yourself of like hey get to know me like myspace and facebook used to be to this shift of like hey this is who i want to present myself Mm. as like for me i had a weird like my family wouldn't let me have internet or social media and stuff um but one of my friends convinced me to like make a facebook and a myspace in middle school but like that was the reason because she was like oh everyone's doing it it's fine just like do it it wasn't like some escape it wasn't even like a like i guess community in a sense but like it was just kind of presented there and then um almost like a gateway drug like just really bringing me further in and now it's like oh right instagram is a thing and so i like started to do that for a little bit and then in the last couple of years got rid of it i still have facebook but it just sits there and doesn't do anything except when i want to like check on a friend or like something like that but
0: is, is there a full awareness though now that the people that you're encountering? aren't who they say they are. I mean, do you go into these online relationships mm. Uh, mm. with, with that skepticism?
5: It, I would actually say that it depends because if you know the person in real life in mm-hmm. are and, and they're seemingly presenting themselves in a kind of fake way online, you could you could see through that. But I think just naturally as human beings, we, we trust Uh and, when we look at people online, we like trust that that's like the life that they're living. It's like what they're presenting themselves with. It's like innately, we're not going to be like, oh, that's fake. It's like, no, we're going to be like, we don't have no idea if that's photos photoshopped. We have no idea of X, Y, and Z, but it's like, we just trust. And then that's, I think that's the thing is when we um, are deceived by how people present themselves, it's like, it's it's hard to distinguish the truth of who people are and who they are not through the internet because guess what? You could just hide behind a screen. Mm. Um, But if in person, like, you know that that person and online they're portraying themselves in a different way, that's like a big, that's like, whoa, it's like, you can see through that. You can see through um, what, what they're the facade that they're putting up um, but if you don't really know them i think more people are just like strangers are like more likely to be like yeah i think this guy's pretty genuine you know he, he's he's cool and i like what the stuff he's putting out but i think there's a difference between knowing someone in real life and then just knowing them off the internet
6: mm-hmm. <laughs> and like a funny story with that one of my friends has been doing the whole like catholic match online dating thing and she found this guy who I actually know um, as a friend, and he put something as his height that is not his height. Like, I think there's like some unwritten rule about like what you're supposed to put for your height if you're X. Like, if you're five nine, you put like five eleven. Blah blah blah, whatever. And so, like they like knew of each other just from seeing each other's profiles saw each other at like a YCP event and like just never like actually communicated because like she realized like you are not the height that you said you were that mm -mm, nope no way
1: Uh, (laughs) that's unfortunate (laughs) Um, actually Jaden, getting back to your idea of uh Even people can present themselves falsely, right? Mm. But there's also people can present themselves very genuinely. Yes. But how many of us post the bad days that we have, right? Yeah. And so Uh I think we can be very much influenced by seeing other people's lives posted on social media. Yes. And then you just have this idea of like, wow, look at how great their life is. Yeah. And then Mm. we start to contemplate, like, oh, I'm I'm not doing those fun things. Yes. or I'm not doing this. Or yeah.
0: well, how how important is that to really getting the gospel message across? then and and, and saying that this is the truth. Right. Yes. Does that have to go along then with um, brokenness mm. and your your personal testimony of of yeah, I'm not all that. Yes. Yes. How important is that?
5: I think it's so important. You know, I've been working with Damascus for four years now, and I. And I've been able to take our account from 6,000 followers to it's at 58,000 followers now. And if there's anything that I've learned from social media is that I've had to study it very hard to understand what people like. Um, and what people like is actually not the end product. If you look at Damascus Mission's Instagram page, all the viral videos that have gone viral are actually testimonies of kids telling Telling the world that they were broken, and Jesus healed them, and so that, I think that's where the gospel plays into this part of that people in that people when they go on social media, they don't want to follow no they don't want to follow a business account they don't want to follow a brand account they want to follow who's behind it because they love the raw stuff and even with my own um, page on Instagram like. I, I, it's so, it's so crazy because, um, I was at like 1,000 followers and I, like, basically I got invited to seek, but that's besides the point. But I was like at 1,000 followers and I, I just knew that the Lord was calling me to leave my job at Damascus. Um, and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm so scared to make this leap of faith. Um, and you, you've got to tell me how to do this. And I knew that the Lord wanted me to do this through social media um, because there's so many people out there that are longing and searching for the rawness of people and how they made it out of that brokenness. And so I, I literally, I made a video um, about me quitting my job and why I'm doing it. And literally in the video, I, I, I say, I'm quitting my job. And the only reason why I'm doing this is because God told me to do it. And literally, that video blew up, and um, it has like over a hundred, like sixty thousand views. And the comments are filled with greetings from Florence, Italy. This is insane! Like greetings from like Vietnam. There's people across the world that are like, "Who is this? You know, who's this young man?" That's That's putting his life on the line. He's that's putting his career on the line just because he heard a voice in his head. That's crazy. And so people want to follow that because that's raw. That's what people have to deal with every single day. And I do, there's so many, I bet you there's so many people out there that are like trying to rediscern their career and they're trying to listen to God's voice, and to see someone pop up on their phone and say, hey, I did this, and it's possible that God might be asking this of you, but don't worry. Take courage because I'm posting about how I've left my job and how every single day I'm documenting how every single day my life just keeps getting better. And don't get me wrong. I'm in the dumps at points and moments, but those are the moments that I get to praise God because things aren't going well. Because I know that he'll, he'll restore that and he'll double it um, because that's just who he is. Um, in Second Chronicles sixteen nine, it says that the eye of God is searching the earth back and forth. So God's eye is searching the earth back and forth and he's looking. He's looking for faithful souls that are willing to follow him. And that just moves my heart because if God is really if if the scriptures are what the scriptures say, if God's eyes is really searching the earth back and forth, back and forth for a soul to to fully commit itself to him, how much more like how much would God bless that soul? How much would God bless that person? And and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I want people to have permission to actually go all in on what they like, what God is asking of them. Mm-hmm.
0: Jaden Ramirez with Shane Bidnark here in the cafe. We're talking about influencers and influences. How intentional are you guys then in 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 taking these um, virtual relationships or online? Um showing the truth online and moving it into actual human encounter. Mm. Uh, obviously, I mean, you're getting messages from Florence, Italy, from Vietnam. You're not going to be able to have right. personal encounters with them. But um, are you intentional in, in moving them to to an offline community as well?
5: So what I basically, what I've been trying to do is I've been trying to build this personal brand that allows people to see, like, how how life, um, how a life after Christ is an adventure. And so, I don't know necessarily if it would be feasible slash possible for me to create a community for those people that are in Vietnam and and stuff yeah. like that. But where I think. That the gospel that I'm speaking translates to their lives is that when when the word of God is sowed out um, and seeds are thrown, there's a there's huge po- possibility of that actually taking root in their lives and them being able to implant that. in in their own personal lives. So that's what I would see as them taking it offline is that they would hear the word of God and would not fall on deaf ears, but yet they would hear the word of God. They would hear the testimony, right? In Revelation 19, it says that testimony is a spirit of prophecy and that when the word of God or a testimony is spoken to them, they would in turn respond to the gospel because that's what the gospel is it's not just news it's the good news and the good news needs response you can't just think of the gospel you have to experience the gospel and when um when i'm saying what i'm saying is is that's their opportunity to take that offline and be like actually i want that for me because Mm -hmm. this guy has it i want that i need that so
6: yeah i think um one of the things that society is hurting in especially just post-COVID is connection and so like in some ways it's that initial connection from Mm -hmm. different social medias and whatnot of like oh okay like you are like me okay then it's that next step that they have to figure out like how do I find those like me in my area Mm -hmm. and like even myself it was like a little hard to get adjusted to Columbus when I wasn't living at Damascus because it's like okay I have to like go out on my own, find my own groups of people and stuff. And like last year was really hard. I didn't do it well at all. But then this year I've like really just plugged into my parish and I have, um, joined the young adult group. I have been serving in a number of different areas and like I have found so much life and so much joy because these people like we not only share jesus in common like we're discovering all of these other things like whether it's like book series games whatever we have that connection and it's founded on jesus first
0: and that that's hard to do mm-hmm. yes 100 <laughs> right? I mean, yes. it, it, it's easy to go online do a you know, do a, a doom scroll and <laughs> yes, and, and yeah. you know and, and, and pick up uh, you know that. a, a follower here or there, or yeah. become fans of somebody else. Yeah. But um, and, and, and I'm not saying that that is bad. Doom scrolling might be bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. But but having these online interactions mm. bear fruit. I've been accused of being skeptical occasionally <laughs> um, but you see like a t and t outage you know mm-hmm. uh just a few days ago where people were knocked offline and you know x goes down for a day mm-hmm. um what that's doing to people yeah um if you don't have those offline communities if you're if you're not intentional about really mm. putting the effort into um, having friendships and having yeah. community um, I guess my it's hard
5: mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. absolutely
1: I think even just asking ourselves if we fall into the addiction to social media or to the doom scrolling to even take a step back and be like why yeah. like what is behind yeah. this that either I'm avoiding or either that hurts that's making me use this as a crutch or you know so there's all those things that we can ask ourselves also in our use of social media and how we're being influenced um but just, then to yeah well, it, just
0: that question god where are you in this yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah
1: and and to assess ourselves are are we using these as tools in order to feed ourselves yeah or are we using them as crutches and
3: yeah
6: and- that's why i got rid of instagram was because it was like I'm just sitting here doom scrolling. This isn't helping me. Mm -hmm. It's definitely just hurting my connection. And like, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'll do it for mission. But like, even then I was like posting once every like quarter or something. I don't know. It wasn't good, Mm -hmm. but like, I just was like, okay, I can just get rid of this. I don't need it. And instead, like I will find something else. The Lord will help me find something else. Mm -hmm.
5: And I think that's the thing about the body of Christ is that like that, people it might not be good for every single person to be on social media but if we all abandon social media then who there will reach those people mm-hmm. absolutely and, no, i agree and i think that's the i think that's the beauty because like there's this call and response of how we're called to go on to the labor like we're, we're called to go labor in certain fields we're we're all called to certain different places we're all called to spheres of influences and because that's what we're talking about but that's because god has specific calls for our lives and and we get to do that um so i i just think is it's so interesting because my my dad would always say this phrase he would always say and that's yeah he would say some little mm, piece of wisdom and he said and that's what they wouldn't teach you at Harvard business school and i was like what what are you i was a kid i was like what are you saying i like Harvard. What does Harvard what? Business School have to yeah. deal with this? Yeah, hey. but I get the point. He he's getting across his. It's a can, dad thing. <laughs> <laughs> it very yeah. much is. <laughs> for those that are confused, just like me back then, um, but it basically means that you know Harvard is a huge um, university, very hard to get into, and the business school is even harder. Um, and they will teach you a lot of things, but just common sense is something that they won't teach you. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny because it's like, yeah, people people in the world don't actually think they need a community. People in people in the world don't believe that they they need Jesus in general. And um, but it's like those are necessary key components that Harvard Business School will not teach you because guess what they they're just they're they want to teach you about law and business. And it's like, what about the formation of the human heart? Mm-hmm. It's like mm. we. The, the human heart needs these things, but yet there are no classes for them, and, uh, and it's all just passed down through your parents.
1: Yeah. Actually, Jaden, going back to your thought on where God calls us each to different fields, right? Yeah. And and it is discerning that. And actually, as you were sharing with us uh, your project that you're doing, I I was inspired because I was just like, I'm so glad mm-hmm. someone is out there doing this for Christ because that is not me by any means. Yeah, <laughs> praise
5: God. And,
1: uh, and it makes me think, okay, but we have to do our own work. Yes. Right? Yeah. For preparing ourselves to whatever the God is calling us mm-hmm. to. So if we need to feed ourselves with those influences yeah, that so that we can be an influencer for the gospel mm-hmm. in whatever manner of life where we first need to be fed to sit with our Lord at His feet and feed ourselves with His yeah. His Word mm-hmm. before we can go out and feed. Yes. Or or we need to first and foremost n- need to be evangelized. Yes. So that we can go be an evangelist, right? And
3: yeah. so
0: much of it is where your hearts are now because yes. the, there aren't there's not an instruction manual for, oh, for where sure. we are right now in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what we're coming out of um, the isolation mm-hmm. that we all were trapped in in, in, in COVID Mm -hmm. and, and it's, I didn't want to, I don't want to make it seem like I was picking on you kids. (laughs) I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're, this was such, there's no time like this Mm -hmm. and we're all coming out of such a, um, just an awful, awful time of loneliness and isolation. Mm -hmm. And now to learn how to navigate, the online world as well as the offline world, yeah. the real world, if mm. I can call it that. Um, <laughs> but but to do both well yeah. and, and to do both with the heart of Christ—that's mm. um, that's where we are. That's yes. I mean that that's not going to go away. It's not. Uh-huh. That's the reality of, of where we are now. And for you guys to have that spirit of blazing trails and yeah. teaching all of us on on how. How to be Christ yeah. in in this world of the likes we've never seen before? Mm-hmm. So
5: I think it's so scary. Yeah, everyone is <laughs> like, "Oh, you're doing something awesome." I'm I'm terrified half the time. I'm terrified because it's like, you know, I have to support raise to raise my salary, and it's not just me. I have a wife, and <laughs> and she, and the idea of her being like, "You're doing what?" <laughs> and and then I imagine if my parents were very upset about me becoming a missionary at Damascus I call them and tell them I quit that and now I'm making videos full time uh, and I'm staying in Ohio and, uh, yeah, yeah. now that is something that is just something insane but it, it just resonates with me because it's like but that's my story in mm-hmm. in the world needs to know that there are weird stupid stories <laughs> That our lives are, <laughs> because everyone thinks it's a cookie cutter plan, and it's and it's not. Mm-hmm. The next step isn't, and that's the adventure. That's what I think JP two says so clearly that he says in his quote of that life with Christ is a wonderful adventure, and mm-hmm. that I can't plan anything out in my life. Instead, I give my life up to be planned by God, and and that's what moves me. Because before I even step up on to social to social media and before i like create content and before like i film myself what i do every single day is i go to eucharistic adoration i just i don't pray in my room no i i literally go to eucharistic adoration and i pray the rosary because that needs to be jesus needs to be the number one thing that influences me because if i'm not influenced by jesus in my prayer There is no way I can influence the world. There's no way I can influence these strangers. Because if I'm not taking my own advice, if I'm not praying every single day and being influenced by the Spirit of God that lives inside of me, how can I expect for the Spirit of God inside of others to be awakened? It all begins with prayer, and we're able to do great things by first praying. and
6: like it works for you I like just knowing you it's like this is what I've seen like whenever he would lead a small group or just Mm -hmm. like whether they were like kids or teenagers or even young adults, it's like, no, they want to follow Jaden. And so like, he's coming to this place of like being fed, of being influenced and like being evangelized by the Lord directly. Mm. And he's just taking that encounter and he's just presenting it in a new way, in a way that like society needs it presented.
5: Yeah. I love how you say that, bro, because it, the, We do at at Damascus, we do, we teach them how to hear God's voice in prayer. And I remember uh, teaching this one kid how to hear God's voice. And I literally just said, uh, I want you to ask God, um, just ask him, do you love me? And he he asked God for the first time in his life. he, He said, God, he's like a little middle schooler. He said, God, do you love me? And I looked at him and I had no idea what was going on in his heart. And he just started crying and he's like, that's real. <laughs> he's like, and God's voice can speak to me. And then he starts pouring pouring out his heart. And he's saying to me, he's like, you know, my family's not going through the best time right now. And my sister's kind of confused. Um, and i'm like my you know his dad's gone and he's like and i'm just like a middle schooler that has to be the man of my house and um he's just like crying because he's like i don't want to be the man like Hmm. i want a father in and knowing that he does have a father is kind of insane because that's what people need
0: amen Jaden Ramirez, Shane Bednarik, thanks for being here in the cafe with uh, all of us this morning. Um, yeah, let's let's blaze these trails together. Yeah. And uh, so see how the Lord... allow
1: ourselves first to be formed by him.
0: Yeah. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen.
0: We'll be back tomorrow morning with Dr. Marlin, Kevin Lowry, and Kelly Henderson. God love you all.